0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Neil Lennon hits out at anyone suggesting he brings abuse on himself And says it's been happening since the first day he came to Scotland Abui Kwasi won't play again for Celtic this season With fears Daniel Arzani could be in the same situation And Gary McAllister is backing Stephen Gerrard to handle any criticism that comes his way I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevans Is Neil Lennon unique in terms of the abuse he gets here? Yes Does Neil Lennon bring it all upon himself? Absolutely not The good fans vastly outnumber the bad But the bad are vengeful and violent They've become Scottish football's cross to bear Now Scottish football needs help The law enforcers need to provide court sentences That act as a deterrent to the coin throwers Those who would punch the Hearts goalkeeper And the others who would assault match officials at Tynecastle We have plumbed the depths this week We should be ashamed We shouldn't be afraid to examine our consciences Lots to get through on that regard Derek Johnson And of course on the field this weekend We hope we have fixtures that we can actually look forward to And, and celebrate in a football sense Absolutely When you look at the Rangers got the early game tomorrow against St Man. What a game that should be Crucial game Motherwell against Dundee You've got the, the second edition of Celtic against Hearts Hamilton, Livy and Hibson Johnson What about the championship? Morton Thistle They're a cracker Inverness, Ross County The Highland Derby Falkirk against the air Dundee United, Queen of the South And Alloa Dunfermline Plenty to talk about on and off the park Yeah Hugh Keevans It's easy to forget on days like this And days like yesterday and the day before um, That we've all been feeling pretty good about the football In the yeah. last couple of weeks yeah. And that just adds to, to the disappointment That we have to deal with the unsavoury element Highlight of the week In terms of football Celtic's first half performance at Dens Park The beautiful game Illustrated by beautiful goals James Wilson Slated for his performance against Rangers at Hamden last Sunday by And you. rightly so By yes, you to be yes, fair Yes, yes A wonderful goal midweek There were plenty of good things going on And they of course will be highlighted The football has been good this season We have gone out of our way to highlight that fact and to talk about how great it is to see Hearts at the top of the league And it's a wonderful game, Celtic against Hearts tomorrow It's been the bright side of a dark week We're going to look ahead to the weekend's fixtures So we'd love you to join us 0141-951-1025 um, But the biggest story in town today is Neil Lennon He says he's routinely targeted for abuse because he's an Irish Catholic who played for Celtic He's clearly feeling very strongly about this today, Hugh Keevans yep. He's hit back at claims that he brought it on himself He says there are others who've suffered similar treatment And they're not facing the same criticism Let's hear from the Hibs boss today Some of the comments that have come out afterwards People should know better It's pretty poor You know, all this I was goading people, I bring it on myself There's an effigy outside Tynecastle saying hang Neil Lennon That was before the game, did I bring that on myself? This has got to stop. Everyone says I play the victim. I don't. I had 15 years in England of nothing. So the first day I step into Scotland, this sort of stuff has begun. And it's not because I'm an aggressive character. You all know me. I'm not aggressive as a, a person at all. I'm competitive, sometimes across the line, just like any normal manager. So this bringing on himself, very angry about those comments. Your good friend Martin Riley said yesterday that the fact that you were Catholic 
Irish. Yes. And yes. Do you agree with all Yes. 100%. There's no other way. You, listen, you, everyone tries to skirt around it. That's the basis of it. Has been since 2000. First day I stepped on the pitch at Windsor Park as a Celtic player, I was booed every time I touched the ball. Having previously played 36 times and had nothing but was my association with Celtic being high profile. There's no question in my mind that was the reasoning behind it. You call it sectarianism here in Scotland, I call it racism. If uh, a black man is abused, you're not just abusing his, the colour of his skin, you're abusing his culture, his heritage, his background. It's the exact same when I get called a Fenian, a pauper, a beggar, a tarrier. These, these people with a sense of entitlement or a superiority complex. And all I do is stand up for myself. Well, can we deny the presence of sectarianism in Scotland? Absolutely not. Not a chance. Is Neil Lennon unique? I believe he is for this reason, Gordon. I can't think of anyone else who has watched several people go to prison for offences against Neil Lennon. I can't think of anyone else who has to move his family in the dead of night to a safe house for fear of attack. I can't think of anyone else who inspires the kind of hang Neil Lennon messages daubed on a wall in Edinburgh this week. So he is unique. And for me, it does have its roots in our sectarian problem here in this part of the world. In fact, it's not this part of the world any longer. What happened happened in Edinburgh during the week. Now, Was he hit by a coin for sectarian reasons? I do not know. That's impossible for me to answer. What I do know is that on the same night, we had a player, the Hearts goalkeeper, assaulted by a fan. We had a match official assaulted by a fan. An arrest has taken place. We had the manager of Hibs being assaulted for the second time at the same ground. So it's a dark week and Neil Lennon lives a life that no one else is asked to lead. Uh, Derek Johnson, it's it's very important we don't tar all fans with the same brush. There were 20,000 there the other night, um, clearly let down by some idiotic elements of the minority. Um, But at the same time, that that doesn't mean you you brush over it and ignore it and pretend that it's not there. But that's the headlines. You know, these one or two people have got the headlines from what was a very, very good game. And you know what? If you can't be looked after, you know, doing your job, then what chance have you got? You know, I I think too many times, and I agree with you at the top of the programme, there's too many times things like that happen. They go to court, yes, you're fined £20, you're banned for the next six months at football. That's not going to deter people. What you have to do, you have to come down on them. And this is, where the, this is where the police have to get involved. It's assault. What happened to the goalkeeper was assault. He was punched. If that happens in the street, you're arrested, you know, and, and you're jailed for that. You know, and so I think, I think the police and the courts have got to come down very, very hard because the moment you start jailing these people, I think less and less is going to happen. All it needs, I know you can't look at everybody, I accept that, but... There's a lot of people like a few drinks before they go to game and probably they would say, well, I'd had a few drinks and I didn't know what I was doing. These excuses have gone now because you can really hurt somebody nowadays. Mm. 0141 951 1025 is the number you need to give us your opinion on all this. Uh, and of course, you can tweet at Clyde SSB as well. Tommy from Greenock is first up tonight. Give us your thoughts, Tommy. Aye, it's just always about the whole incident. I mean, I've heard that much nonsense spoken today. It's unbelievable. I heard one guy actually blaming the referee saying that if he did issue a red card early in the match nothing like this would have harmed what, what an absolute lot of rubbish um, 
this actually starts at an early age. I do a lot of youth football, and even at youth football, it happens. It happens quite a lot, and it's getting more and more. And I know down in England they've got a real problem with it. Actually, referees get assaulted off of parents. So it starts at an early age and works its way up. Um, also, about the clubs taking the blame, don't, don't think that's right, because as you say, you've got 20,000 people there. You, you, you need to put somebody on every person in the crowd to make sure they're behaving. How do you... How do you Sort of do that, you know. It's just, it's just nonsense. I am against. If, some, if somebody's going to do something, they're going to do something. Yeah. I am against the idea of Tynecastle being closed because that's it's punishing. Yeah. It's punishing the yeah. the the innocent for the sins of the guilty. Uh, and when I hear people speak of get the fans and issue life bans, so what? That means you've identified one halfwit, and that halfwit will be able to get into a ground elsewhere in, in the country. I'm quite sure. What you haven't done is root out the other unidentified halfwits who further down the line may do this again. So we have to own up, first of all, to the presence of a serious problem. In one night, a goalkeeper is assaulted, a match official is assaulted, and a team manager is assaulted, all inside the same ground. Yeah, and the thing is, Hugh, and Neil Lennon's quite right to point out his... Unique set of circumstances And why he thinks He's been on the receiving end But see even to take a step back I'll tell you what's been One of the other Disappointing aspects Watch television yesterday Where they essentially had A a highlights reel You can't really call it highlights But a a reel of Scottish football's Misdemeanours All pieced together Linesmen getting hit At the Livingston Rangers game uh, Some of the scenes the other night Even ones going back A couple of years We cannot have that As the as the, the symbol of, of what our game stands for Because we all know that there, there's so much more to it than that Yeah, uh, and that's why I say that football needs help Football has to take on society's ills But football needs help If you are going to stop this kind of thing happening Then you, in the form of our law enforcers Have to deliver court sentences That provide an absolute deterrent If you think going to the match and you throw a coin at someone That will end in you Serving a prison sentence Then I don't think you'll do it Tommy what about this notion of self-policing I know it can be easier said than done But how much do, do, do we all then People who go to football games Have a responsibility to To, to look out for each other and, and try and police it that way I, I would think you've got more chance of that happening Than, than a police or a steward catching somebody Because I said there's, there's so many people in a crowd You, you can't watch everybody So you would need to hope That fans round about these idiots Would point them out um, but did, did that not happen Tommy? I mean it has it has I think it did. One of them one of them got caught, I think yeah. the yeah. linesman got caught. Yeah. I mean um, Hugh, Hugh, I can't believe we're getting into the mechanics of throwing a coin here. But people get so animated in football grounds and jump around and flail their arms. You do have to have a bit of sympathy for the one steward who's having yeah. to look after a section of a hundred people and, and try and figure out if you if well, a listen, coin was you, listen, you can shout all you like, Gordon, because that's what you're there for. You're quite intelligent. As long as you you, you Watch what you're saying. You can shout as much as you like, but once you start throwing things, you know, and with, with a danger of hitting somebody in the eye or whatever, that could yeah, if easily you, happen. That seems like then, a f- then you've got to stop it. If you examine the footage of the Bobby's Lamal incident, where first of all the crowd hit him in the groin with the ball, and then as he stumbles, they punch him. If you examine the footage, there's a steward standing three feet away who doesn't do anything. Now, I fully understand why he does nothing. Because if he lays his hands on a Hib supporter, the rest will ladle into him. So he's not getting paid enough to take on the role 
uh, of the man who sorts out crowd misbehaviour. But what, what he can do though here is because he obviously stands there, as you said, only a yard away. He can see who it is. It's then up to him when the police come and say, that's him there. Yeah. You know, you should be able to do that. Mm. But it's ridiculous, Gordon, as you highlighted at the start. It's ridiculous that we are standing here 10 games into our league season, having had the kind of terrific exposure that the game has had for Hearts being at the top of the table for Livingston's magnificent start to the season for the continuing good work that Steve Clark does at Kilmarnock for Celtic scoring 15 goals in their last three games for Rangers running Europe everything we've tried to highlight everything and this week we have I repeat plumbed the depths I mean Neil Lennon he, he couldn't have been more clear in, in his take on it Hugh Keevans he, he mentions Sectarianism He calls it racism Anti-Irish racism mm. it, But by him speaking out uh, uh, I mean can, can we can we make strides I can't believe in 2018 You're having to, to Sort of ask that question yeah. Is he The first thing that Neil Lennon has to do Is Stand firm Because He says he's reconsidering His future uh, Within the Scottish game He can't go Because if he goes The bad guys have won And It's a shame that Neil Lennon Has had to burden or has had the burden of uh, all of these problems for 18 years in Scotland but he's he's come through it all and he has to come through this as well because if he goes it symbolises that the bad guys have won but you, you know what gets to me Hugh and again it happens every time something like this happens the MSPs get involved yes the clubs have got to take more responsibility what can a club do when that happens they pay an awful lot of money for policing yeah. they pay an awful lot of money for stewards what else are they supposed to do? And Budge gave Hearts a state-of-the-art new stand, saved the club, and has ploughed millions of her own money into Hearts. And in return, she gets this kind of publicity. And, let it be said, at the same time, the Hibs fans go to that ground and absolutely disgrace themselves and drag their club's name through the gutter with their actions. Uh, Brian is in Pollock. What's your take on this, Brian? Not bad, Brian. My, my take on it is that this has been coming for for eighteen months, two years. The amount of times in the last couple of years that we've seen players, quite often Celtic players, getting hit with coins and batteries and linesmen getting hit with stuff, it's been building up. This has been coming for eighteen months, two years, and it's been swept under the carpet every time. And this is what it's brought it to. It's not been swept under the carpet because we're standing here uh, discussing the matter. The, the the problem that Scottish football has is widespread and it doesn't even uh, confine itself to our major league. I read Gary Caldwell this morning saying that he'd been struck with a coin last weekend at Partick Thistle's game. So this is a problem yeah. that football in general has. Uh, we are letting ourselves down we are trying to get a better television deal for Scottish football. We are trying to highlight the good things that are going on here, the excellent coaches that are working here. The quality of the football is on the rise. We need to rid ourselves of this other dark side to our game as best we can. We are not psychologists, sociologists. We simply need to take the only approach that we know and that is if the assailants are caught, they must be properly dealt with so that people think to themselves, 
crowd violence is a non-starter because I'll end up in a prison cell. Brian? Uh, well, what I would say to you is, if it's not been swept under the carpet, what's been done about it? What was done about the, the incident with Scott Sinclair or the batteries and coins raining down in Lee Griffiths or the assistant linesman getting hit at Livingston... Well, I think there yeah. wasn't. Was there not an arrest made at Livingston, Hugh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, and the person has appeared in court. Yes, uh, that, that one wasn't swept under the carpet no, as such. No. And uh, you're also omitting, Brian, what happened to Nacho Novo. Uh, I'm sure you, that just slipped your mind there. Uh, so we have to address the fact that... What violence was Nacho Novo subjected to? In Belfast Airport. That wasn't the fight. There wasn't the end. There was... Nacho Novo involved in unacceptable behaviour, Brian. Well, Brian, you're beginning, you're beginning to let yourself down because you want to paint uh, this picture of uh, uh, one club uh, being victimised in this way. Uh, I am repeating, it is widespread. People let themselves down. And they let themselves down in the, all the divisions. In It's not a West of Scotland phenomenon. This was the East of Scotland on Wednesday night. The, the behaviour was appalling. So, as I say, examine your conscience and oh. realise that this is a widespread problem. We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well on this sort of topic of, you know, what... what Clubs can do and what responsibility, where the responsibility lies. Marcus Barry says, Jockstein said, uh, fan, without fans, football is nothing. The fans are the football club. When fans misbehave, then the club is misbehaving and should be punished as a club. You can keep your opinions coming at Clyde SSB. The number you need to get on the phones is 01419511025. Uh, and we're going to hear Craig Levine's take after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. That new travel music threw me there, Hugh Evans. Oh. I don't know what was happening anyway. Uh, Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here with me, Gordon Duncan. If you want to get in touch, you've got two options. You can tweet at Clyde SSB or give us a call 0141 951 1025. At some point we will get round to talking about the football this weekend That's important But this is very important as well Let's hear from Craig Levine uh, He has called for cool heads Following the Tynecastle uh, flashpoints Levine says It was a superb atmosphere during the game And although he admits the ugly scenes have no part in football He doesn't want anyone to rush into any punishments or decisions Listen, there's, there's idiots everywhere <laughs> you know, And it's very difficult to control 20,000 people and, and I, I will repeat myself, I'm not condoning anything. I just, it's like most things. If something happens and we go right to the other end of the scale, um, there's been worse situations in, in Scottish football. You know, so we just have to take a step back and, and consider the best way to deal with it rather than you know, everybody getting too excited. I, I, honestly, I, 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 thought, I thought the atmosphere was brilliant the other night. I thought it was... Uh, yeah, it was up there with the best atmospheres in, in a lot of games, but both teams doing so well just now and everybody's so keyed up. Um, and then, you know, whether it's people's nature or whether they're too much to drink or whatever, I don't know, but some people just seem to go over the line. And uh, and as I say, I'll come back to the same thing. There were five arrests. Uh, so in general, 
everybody behaved themselves, or not everybody, but, but you know, the vast, vast majority of people behaved themselves very well indeed. And, uh, yeah, and, and there's some idiots who, who didn't. Um, and, and again, as I say to you, I don't, I don't want to go to from one end of the scale right to the other end and ask for all sorts of nonsense. So we just need to deal with it uh, as best we can. I'm sure there's people more clever than me who will work out the best way to, to deal with it. As Craig Levine said, there are idiots everywhere. Uh, the pity was that quite a few of them happened to be congregated inside one ground on Wednesday night. Um, he's quite right. You need to take your time, uh, absorb what has taken place, uh, decide your best course of action. I offer only a personal opinion that Scottish football needs help in this matter. They need the courts to provide sentences that act as a proper deterrent to violence and hooliganism. I, I think what the club should do here, and you sort of half mentioned it at the top, I think they should ban the people involved for life. Don't allow them back. But that's their personal thing. Mm. What happens in the courts is a different thing. I think they've got to, to hammer these people, to be perfectly mm. honest. That's the only way you're going to stop it. They realise that they're going to games and if they throw anything or they throw a punch at somebody, they're going to get lifted and there's every chance you know, they could be behind bars. Uh, another quote from Craig Levine, it wasn't in that clip, Hugh, it says, uh, I try my hardest not to react. I think it's on all of us to try not to react to these things, to try and focus on the game uh, and not get involved with the crowd. I think that's incumbent on every manager. Well, let me, so well, let, let's try and separate these issues because you can, you can without getting over the top about it. I think most of us, all of us really, should be able to agree Neil Lennon doesn't deserve to get hit in the face by an object thrown from the crowd. That should should be obvious. Yeah. What about the other argument? If you separate them, where people say um, that he should behave differently on the touchline, does that stand up for you? When he got banned after the five-all draw between Hibs and Rangers on the final day of last season, I thought that was correct because Neil Lennon, in a high-security match like that, can't run onto the park. So I thought the ban was correct. You have to stay in your box You're the manager The players have to remember that their behaviour Could create a problem as well So I thought that ban was correct I'm not here to spend the whole night defending Neil Lennon Neil Lennon, a Celtic manager Banned me from Celtic Park So Neil Lennon and I have fallen out We've fallen back in again Such is the nature of football I just think that when Neil Lennon extends his arms After the heart school is disallowed and mocks the Hearts supporters If a Hearts supporter Had done that to Neil Lennon He would demand that that be classified As banter If Neil Lennon turns to the Hearts supporters And does it They demand that it be classified As provocation And in some mad way Justify someone throwing a coin at the manager It's a bit like the way you react When you win and beat the pundit yes. In here you know. Listen it was the panto season come early Oh no it isn't <laughs> <laughs> He should have been banned And he was banned For running onto the pitch At the 5 old Robert Rangers But What he did to the Hearts supporters Was for me Banter uh, Okay let's get some more views on the phones It's 01419511025 Martin's a Rangers fan From Bones Give us your take Martin uh, Well first of all It's completely unacceptable And um, should be in Scottish football or any sort of football anywhere. But it's you, I want to kind of pick a point with you, buddy, that what you mentioned earlier on about Neil Lennon um, considering leaving Scottish football and you're saying that, you know, he shouldn't do that, he should stay because that way they lose. I love you, mate, and I think you're a great pundit, but I've got to say, 
you're not the one that's dealing with this kind of abuse day in, day out. For all we know, this guy can't even go for a loaf of bread in the morning without getting some sort of dog's abuse. And this is just one of the straws that breaks the camel's back. Um, if he wants to leave Scottish football or even Scotland to get a better life for himself or his family, let him do it. You really shouldn't say that he shouldn't be. He should stay because then they win. He's the one that has to deal with us day in, day out, but you don't. Again, respect to you, mate, but I don't think what you said is right. Well, I am here, though. To offer you my opinion I don't think you meant it In, in, in a bad way No no but, no, no. But Listen, I take I, what Martin's saying on board I, I fully understand That it's easy for me to say Don't go Neil Tough it out And I do understand The kind of life that he has led But I am simply offering you My opinion Which is why I'm standing here On the programme To offer you my take On what's been a very difficult week And my take is Neil Don't go Because for you to go symbolises they've won. Are we agreeing really to disagree, Martin? Is it really about winning and losing, about looking after your own life, your own happiness, your own enjoyment? Is it really about winning and losing? Well, if I if Neil Lennon thinks that his wife and his son are endangered by remaining his Hibs manager, then of course he must go. But I am saying that if Neil Lennon feels that he can cope as he has coped for many years now, in spite of watching a succession of people go to prison for offences against him, if Neil Lennon thinks that he can continue to cope, then I think it's a great mm. victory for uh, the good guys and a sign that the bad guys will never win and cannot be allowed to win. You know, where I agree with Martin is, you know, this is not just about Neil Lennon. You're, you just no. mentioned there It's his family as well What are they thinking Every time he goes out there What do you think His good lady was thinking When they see him getting hurt His, his kiddie Who was at the game yeah. You know you've got to think Your whole family It's not just Neil Lennon as a person It's his friends It's his family mainly He will do what's best for them Of course uh, uh, As I say I am here As you are Derek To offer Our opinion On what's going on And I think Tough it out Neil uh, Neil f- Neil Forbes is on Twitter He says uh, Surely the situation around the keeper Is way more worrying Than that of Lennon A player getting punched by a fan Is almost going unreported Now let's be clear It's not really a competition Hugh There's not a league no, table no, As no. to do which incident Is more serious um, But where Neil is perhaps On to something Because Neil Lennon Is a high profile character yeah. um, th- That is the one That's getting spoken could, about Could have taken his higher They should all be spoken yes, about no, Hugh Keevans Because are, he, he's me, right Yeah They are of equal seriousness They are Two examples of a growing problem As I say A match official was assaulted that night And someone has been arrested So these are all incidents That prove the existence of A growing and deeply worrying problem So of course There's no attempt to say that What happened to Bobby Lamal Was less important than what happened to Neil Lennon They are of equal importance Final word to you on this Martin uh, well, I'm offered Neil Lennon staying in terms of he thinks he can cope with it. Fair play, but what I'm saying is if he can go and say I'm considering my future, that's his decision and his decision alone. If he feels that that's the best for him and his family, no one should criticise him for it. You just say, fair play, you may, you know, thanks for your service and good luck with your rest of your life or the rest of your career. Alright, thank you yeah. to Martin, a Rangers fan from Bonesso, 1419511025 If you agree or disagree with what you're hearing so far, feel free to get in touch. At Twitter, it's at Clyde. SSB uh, Grant is next up He's in Darville Hi Grant Hi good evening guys Hi Grant 
Listen, I just want to echo before I start that nobody agrees with what happened on either side on uh, at the game the other night. But I want to take you to task on something that he said, uh, his usual crass, crass statement at the beginning of the show, where Neil Lennon was categorically hit by a coin because he's an Irish Catholic. I did not uh, say I'll, that. I did not say that. And we can freely play back any part of the programme at a later stage. I did not say that. Those words did not leave my mouth. Can you repeat what you said then? Yeah, the I can, because I've got it written down, because it's important. I said, is Neil Lennon unique in terms of the abuse he gets here? Yes. Does Neil Lennon bring it all upon himself? Absolutely not. I think what, okay. if, if, if you're talking about the bit later on, Grant, Hugh acknowledged that there, of course, have been incidents of a sectarian nature, an anti-Irish nature with Neil Lennon, but he said that it was impossible to tell because we don't know who threw the coin. Yeah. Is that, is that yeah. Am I paraphrasing you yeah. well enough? Yeah, that, that's fine. You see, Grant, you've come on and you've you've put words in my mouth. To be fair, Grant, maybe misheard yeah, you, which, yeah. which happens. But I'm very glad that I have it written down. I'll hold it up towards the camera in here. It's all written down because it was important that I got the words right. Mm. Important for me, important for the programme. So... I did not. I did not say. I did not say what you said. I had said. With Neil Lennon's agent and himself. Now, can I come to my point if you don't mind? You can maybe answer it. Go for it. Right. When Hugh Dallas was hit by a coin at the Rangers Celtic game from the Celtic end, was was he hit because he was a a Scots or a British Protestant? He was. He was struck because that night, and I was at the game for. Super scoreboard He was struck because Celtic Park uh, Delved into madness that night There were all manner of things going on And he was struck As an act of mindless violence As Neil Lennon was struck As an act of mindless violence Because let's be clear Grant As I said to you Hugh is not saying On this specific occasion That that is why the coin was thrown He's not saying that First of all, we'll have to give you the answer to that question because uh, if Neil Lennon regards that coin having been thrown by someone for sectarian reasons, that's for Neil Lennon to answer. For me, it's an act of mindless violence. I mean, there is a, there has to be a separation here, Derek, yeah. because as Hugh quite rightly points out at the top, there have been a long list of misdemeanours against Neil Lennon, sure. and you would be more than entitled to draw your conclusions yeah. from that yeah. and say that he's targeted in a sectarian manner. But until you, and, and then Grant is right because until you know who you don't, we don't even know who threw the coin. Yeah. So yeah. how are we supposed to start on yeah. why the coin you know, right. was thrown? I mean, you're talking about Neil Lennon inside the football ground, you know, but it's happened out with the football ground as well. You know, where he's been on nights out and everything else. We don't know. Hugh's absolutely one hundred percent correct when he says you don't know who threw the coin yeah. for or for whatever reason. But Neil's obviously got into his head. I've been here for eighteen years, and as from day one, I've been targeted. Grant and, said and that's one what thing. he came out and said. Grant said one thing there, but is this Neil Lennon playing the victim again? Well, to be perfectly honest, if a succession of people 
have gone to prison for attacks on your person, then yeah, you've been victimised. Thank you to Grant in Darvel. 01419511025. I'm sure we'll get back to this Lots of calls still coming in Let's try and talk football next That's been the first two parts of the show 40 minutes It would be nice to get to this weekend's fixtures as well Before we go So if you have any thoughts on the football tomorrow 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Give us a tweet if you fancy at Clyde SSB. Uh, of course, you can get in touch on the phone lines as well. Lots of calls uh, in the opening portion of the show, the opening two parts of the show actually coming about the Neil Lennon, the, the Tynecastle situation. Let's try and talk football at least for a bit, Hugh Evans. Yeah. Um, what's tickling your fancy tomorrow? Uh, and please keep it to football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, can. Uh, you know the day starts with St Mirren playing Rangers. St Mirren. What? Is to become of them One point From their last 21 Two goals In their last Seven games Ten and a half hours Of football Two goals uh, They seem helpless At the moment Oren Kearney's team Seem Unable To help themselves And it's a good match For Rangers to have After the draw With Kilmarnock mm. Because if you want To take it out In someone They seem a pretty fair bet uh, the Celtic Hearts game of course 60,000 at Celtic Park The chance for Celtic to reduce the deficit Celtic 15 goals in their last three games uh, Which uh, I think equals or betters a record That stood for uh, 50 years where Celtic are concerned So Hibs of course will be back in action mm. uh, And they'll play St Johnson There's many, many good games going on tomorrow Yes Indeed, uh, let, let's start hearing from some of the managers then we'll, you know, Pretty much all of them doing their, their media duties either today or yesterday It was Gary McAllister in, in place of Stephen Gerrard today uh, and McAllister says Gerrard's got all the experiences needed to handle any critics after the recent form The assistant says the players should be feeling the pressure Being at such a big club um, But also feels they should embrace it and not let it get to them Yeah, I would definitely agree with you There's that, that wee hint of frustration I think it stems from the fact that we've, in the last couple of games we've, we've lost possession. There's been some good play, but getting up into the final third, we can do better. You know, the manager's touched on that. We just need a wee bit more quality, maybe a wee bit more poise, You know, because we're, we're a team that plays with high intensity and tries to go quick and play quick combinations, but maybe at, at certain moments, maybe coming off the gas and just composing yourself, a wee bit of guile, and maybe take care of that last little... Piece of the jigsaw But other than that You know there's been Some good stuff Amongst this little Sort of blip Well that's part and partial Of playing with a club With this stature uh, Expectation level uh, uh, Was low When we arrived here I think we've We've made that That's been strengthened Expectation level Is most definitely back I think that's off the back Of a good European run But that's the demand Of playing a club like this This is why you want to Beat a club like this Because you're Not only, not only are you Under the microscope for the game You're under the microscope Of every minute Of every game Which is Where top players Want to be As a player He's, he's, he's had plenty Of disappointments He's had some massive highs But he's a player That knows how to deal With the, the downsides Of the game As a Liverpool captain A Liverpool player And as an England captain and It's something he can handle That's easy for me to say Because I know that Rangers fans You're still looking For that bounce back St Mirren fans You're 
Looking for any bounce at all really And that's what makes it Such a big game tomorrow So let us know your thoughts Ahead of it 0141951 1025 You know it's strange Because he was, he was right You know St Mirren have been poor I watched him the, the first game when, when they beat Dundee 2-1 And they were very very fortunate To get all three points oh. that day You know they toiled after that And all of a sudden Got a point against Celtic You know it's always the same When you get teams playing Against either the old firm It's a different game for them You know they, they give that Wee bit more and, and Hugh's right They may be saying oh, It's the right thing For Rangers tomorrow You know They're, they're getting St Mirren at the right time But St Mirren will lift their game As they did against Celtic So As Gary McAllister says These players are what You stand up and be counted now You know They've had the highs Of Europe and everything else This is when you find out They've had a terrible week As you mentioned Celtic scored 15 goals The last three games Rangers oh. have scored one and uh-huh. that's the difference And yeah. Gary's right Some of the stuff They play is great But it's the last third It matters and to be fair to them, they created enough chances to win the game in midweek. You know, Kilmarnock are a very good side. They're not in third place for no reason. They're a big, strong, physical, quick side. And they'll be hard to beat this year. But Rangers have got to be winning these mm. home games. Gary They've McCallum. gone off the ball boil a wee bit. Tomorrow gives them a chance to get back. I would imagine, and I don't know, I would imagine there will be changes again tomorrow because... You've heard what he said in the last few days. He's given them warnings after the, the Sunday's episode against Aberdeen. It didn't work in midweek. So you, you may well be thinking that he's going to change it again because he wants players mm. that are going to go out there you know, and, and, and play and win the game for him. Right, 01419511025 to have your say on that game or any others. Charlie's in Airdrie. Your thoughts ahead of this one, Charlie? Uh, can I speak to Derek, please? He's listening. Derek. I'm all ears, Charlie. Uh, well, I've been there all the game, you know, on a home game. Is, um, but the thing is, uh, I noticed uh, Gary McAllister's on the television talking tonight. Yeah. I wonder if the pressure's getting to Stephen no. Gerrard. The thing is, I see we don't win tomorrow. What do you think is going to harm? Even a draw is not good enough tomorrow. Uh, I'm, I'm getting to the stage now that, um, and you can see, I was watching him at the semi final, his body language. Um, He's not a happy chap at all And uh, I think it's getting to him Well I, I don't think it's getting to him Charlie Because I think he's an experienced manager He's been through all this As Gary McAllister said himself there You know he's not somebody that gives in I think he's frustrated Because he knows the players can do so much better You know he watches them in training Many times you've heard him say that They were in this morning They were looking great They're sharp I can't wait to go out tomorrow It's up to the players to get themselves up for every game Not just for Europe or so-called bigger games They've got to do it week in and week out That's the sort of club that they're playing for now And you're right, it is a massive game for them Tomorrow You know, you know, to, to have had a terrible it's, probably, it's the worst week they've had so far this season So they've got to get back on the rails again And I would and I, I don't think it gets to see I mean, You listen to him talking you know, to, to the media And I think he's a very, very good talker He calls it as he sees it That's what I love there's no messing about. If players are not doing it, he tells you. He doesn't make excuses. So he'll be, I would imagine, since midweek himself and Gary McAllister have had plenty of meetings with these players and I think get it into their heads. We have to play well every game and we have to win every game. I think with regard to Stephen Gerrard not doing the press conference today, there does come a point where well, managers... It happens a lot, doesn't yeah, it? When you go say, midweek, weekend, midweek, yeah, weekend, happens all the time. Where he would turn to Gary McAllister and say, listen, I've got nothing left to say. You take the press today because I've got other business to get on with. So... It's not a sign that Stephen Gerrard is coming apart at the seams But when Stephen Gerrard arrived at Ibrox in July And the thousands of fans turned out There was an almost magical quality to it Wow, 
Celtic have got Brendan Rodgers Now Rangers have got Stephen Gerrard And then If you told me then That by the end of October His team would be booed off the park As they were on Wednesday night I would not have believed you So He's an experienced pro He's experienced everything That the game has to offer But now he's learning the ropes as a manager And he will know himself That his team have to come again Starting with St Mirren And I repeat other than Dundee, they couldn't have got a softer touch. I mean, more so not him, the players, you because you can only mm. say so much. He picked, as he said, I pick the team and I do the tactics, I will take all the blame for it. So the players have got to take their responsibility as well. Uh, Charlie, any personnel issues you would address tomorrow? Anyone you, you think that could come into the team and make a difference, or in, in fact, go out of the team and that would make a difference? No, really, there's not really anybody you can bring in to tell you the truth. Um, that young boy, they got a new contract and all that. He never even played well the other night there either. Uh, he's the one very long way enough, but um, I don't think that I don't think mm. the end you can bring on. Tell you truth. I think you've, yeah, I mean Grez is the one I want to see. You know, he, he's the one that, that came in. Everybody said he was fantastic last season. He's had a few injuries, to be fair to mm. him. And I just wonder, Ryan Kent has been absolutely magnificent since he's joined the club. But I think all the games are maybe catching up on him mm. a wee bit. I just wonder if they'll get a wee switch there tomorrow. Right, John and Barhead, what do the Rangers need tomorrow that they've lacked in the last couple of games? Well, hi Gordon, hi Derek. Hi, hi, hi John. Hi there. Long time not here, Derek. Yes. I hope you, you're keeping well, Derek. I'm keeping very well, John. Yes. Uh, all credit to Kilmarnock, I'm like... Uh, if you've noticed uh, for last year, Commander's got a very good record, right, against Rangers and Celtic. Only lost Kamala, one in nine in the league, John. Eh? They've only lost one out of nine games in the league against those sides since Stevie Clark that's, took over. That's what I'm saying. They, they've got a good record and they're no pushovers and I knew Commander would be a hard game during the week, right? But what Rangers are lacking, right, they're lacking a Ian Ferguson, they're lacking a digger in the midfield. Yeah. It can hold up played Derry As you know yeah. Ian Ferguson is a digger yeah. right? John I think you're 100% correct I think Rangers were bullied in midweek I think Kilmanic are, are, are such a physical side They were in and about Rangers Never allowed them to play for, for a part of the game The second half Rangers got better But you're right There's nobody near it That's prepared to go in And win the ball mm. Kilmanic had plenty of them In jo- the side John And I'm going off memory here When a couple of weeks back, or a couple of months back, when the squad was starting to be assembled, I feel like I remember Rangers fans calling this show, hoping that Koulibaly could could be yeah. that guy. Nah, Gordon. I know it's hard to say. It'll never be Ian Ferguson, but I remember Ian Ferguson to sit mum right, and I met him up at dancing right, and he was a skinny boy before he came to Rangers, and he came to Rangers. You'll remember as a skinny boy. And Rangers built him up into a dynamo. Well, we're all skinny and, when we arrive there. Hi, <laughs> Derek. I know we get slim before we get fat. But <laughs> uh, Ian Ferguson came to Ibrox and he, he, I ended up a good friend when we used to meet him up at uh, Panama Jacks, Derek. The old oh, place. yes. Oh, he remembers that. His eyes lit up there when you said Panama Jacks. <laughs> Is this blind date? <laughs> I, Hugh, Hugh was on the VIP battle line when, when I fell asleep. But. No, we're missing somebody like Ian Ferguson, a digger, a guy that can control yeah. that midfield and straight. But, do, but do you know what? Do you know what, John? I think Koulibaly has been terrific as well. I think there's there's maybe four or five players in the last week that have really struggled that they haven't hit the heights of the early part of the season. And Koulibaly is one of them. I think he's he's a box to box man. He likes to get in and get a wee dig now and again. 
he uses the ball well. He gets a, a, an odd goal now and again, but no, I think he's a good player. He's just he's just gone off the boil a wee bit. Racy tails or Panama Jacks? Whoever thought anything it. you want to share with us about your nights at the dancing with be, John? But listen, I was the uh, ballroom generation. Me, not Panama <laughs> Jacks. I, I was the the magic stick. Glaswegians will know what that means. I was the magic stick. Majestic no ballroom The majestic ballroom Right okay uh, I think it's probably time for this Thanks to John <laughs> and Barhead Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Right St Mirren fans Rangers fans Are you agreeing or disagreeing With what you've heard so far Let us know Ahead of the lunchtime kickoff tomorrow We're going to hear from Celtic boss Brendan Rodgers Big game uh, when the three o'clock games come around tomorrow afternoon But before we do that Time for Beat the Pundit What a way to start your weekend Get a victory against Hugh Keevans Or Derek Johnson on Beat the Pundit If you do fancy it 01419511025 is the number you need And you need it now Because the news is fast approaching So you have to be quick You only have until the news at 7 o'clock If you do want to play Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We kicked off with the big story that's been coming out after the Edinburgh Derby We've heard from Neil Lennon and Craig Levine We've got their takes uh, on the events over the last couple of days We've also heard from Gary McAllister As we look ahead to the weekend's fixture card And we're going to hear from Brendan Rogers After this Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Time for Beat the Pundit Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson are both standing by Did you happen to catch uh, Gordon Diel's claim last <laughs> night? He said he hadn't lost Beat the Pundit this calendar year So we looked up no, and he's lost no, three he's times just, this season yeah, yeah, Three yeah. times this season, honestly No such claims from you two I am sure uh, One of you though is going to be up against Ewan Who's a Celtic fan from Finiston How are you tonight Ewan? I'm very well yourself Gordon Yes, cannot complain Who, who would you rather take on? Is there such a thing? Uh, give us you He's always up for a laugh He is Yeah he's, he's not as grumpy as he looks Honestly But I'm going to toss the coin anyway uh, And we'll see what the coin says Heads it is Hugh Tails it's Derek Johnson I appear to be rocking Some sort of American currency This evening Hugh But let's see how we get on It's still got a head in the tails And it is heads Ewan has got his wish Up against Hugh Keevan So I'll give him some Clyde 2 In his ear So that he doesn't know What we are saying Ewan And I'll get the clock up and running you possibly know the drill But if you don't You've got 30 seconds You're going head to head You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit You ready? Oh good mate On you go Abui Kurasi And which other Celtic player Have been added to the injury list At Celtic today? Uh, Lee Griffiths Name any one of three teams On 18 points In the Scottish Premiership Celtic uh, Liam Buchanan Is currently a striker For which Scottish League 1 side? Pass Midfielder Martin Woods has joined which Scottish Premiership club? Arts. Uh, which current Scottish Premiership side faced FC Vaduz and Sturm Graz in the UEFA Cup in 2003? Celtic. Hey, well, they were quite tough tonight, you and weren't they? Let's see how Hugh gets on. Yeah. Mr. Keevans, can you hear yes. me? Right, same set of questions to you. You ready? Thank you. Abui Kuasi and which other Celtic player have been added to the club's injury Danny list? Danny Elzani. Name any one of three teams on 18 points in the Scottish Premiership. Kilmarnock. 
Liam Buchanan is currently a striker for which Scottish League One side? Here. They're not in League One. Uh, midfielder <laughs> Martin Woods has joined which Scottish Premiership club? Dundee. Which current Premiership side faced FC Vaduz and Sturm Graz in the 2003 UEFA Cup? Rangers. And what was the aggregate score between Glasgow City and Barcelona in eight, the Champions eight League? 8 0 Barcelona. What do you think, Ewan? Is he up for a laugh or is he bang on the money tonight? I think I've been absolutely thrashed there I'm not going to lie uh, It doesn't make great reading for you Let's be honest Let's go through Ibrahim <laughs> Kouassi And which other Celtic player Have been added to the injury list today I mean Daniel Orzani Is the one We're going to speak about that In a second So Hugh Keevans goes one up He then goes two up Because you had three choices For the teams on 18 points You had the choice between Rangers Livingston Or Kilmarnock As Hugh quite rightly says uh, Liam Buchanan's a striker For which Scottish League One side That's Wraith Rovers Oh. Um, I might just deduct points Because they aren't even in <laughs> League 1 uh, But anyway it's 2-0 to Hugh Evans. It then went 3-0 Martin Woods has joined Dundee The Premiership team Which faced Vaduz and Sturm Graz oh, In really? the 2003 UEFA Cup yeah. It was Livingston Remember? Oh, when, they, when they made it to Europe uh, And the aggregate score Between Glasgow City and Barcelona Was 8-0 It was always going to be a tall order t- To be fair wasn't it? Uh, um, first in the game end. was wonderful I watched the first yeah. game 8-0 in the end So 1-2-3-4 for Hugh Keevans And Ewan A big fat zero for you I'm afraid Oh that's an embarrassment Cheers anyway for having us on No off, thanks Our off pleasure to the, Off to the Ben Nevis Go the, on the, <laughs> The, 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 good, the good thing is to be, When they get zero Hugh I always make sure That we don't read out Their surname Because you don't want them Embarrassed down the pub With their pals So yeah. You and McGowan From Finiston We <laughs> thought oh, We send you On your way Feel free to wind them up A big fat zero You can always come on And try again uh, We'll be back At on Monday night to, He's come on anyway And he's had a go That's the main thing Good man you What about this Hugh Moving seamlessly From the questions On to the next topic Celtic fans Let's hear from you on the injuries to Kouassi and uh, Daniel Arzani Particularly the, the, the second one Must be a real frustration Given that you only got the tiniest glimpse of him The other night on his Celtic debut And now it looks like His season could be over Now Ibui Kouassi It definitely looks like his season's over um, And Brendan Rodgers expects Daniel Arzani may well suffer the same fate It was an ACL injury for Kouassi We saw him limp off at Murrayfield didn't we um, Arzani is still awaiting his scan results um, But he was taken off 22 minutes into his Celtic debut uh, Roger says it's just terrible timing Because they were both beginning to get their chance We were just waiting on the The, the final sort of analysis of the Of the scans But uh, but yeah, it's unfortunate It looks like you know this week we'll have, we'll have had Two cruciate injuries In terms of young Daniel And uh, and Abui Kawasi As well Which uh, if it is the case It would it would rule both of them out for the, the rest of the season So it was uh, so it's hugely disappointing for, for both boys because they, they've been on the sidelines working their way through and then in the last week they've been given opportunities and just both sort of innoxious, really one a landing well, and two just uh, Daniel's uh, was a twist where he sort of he stood just stayed in the in the grass and twisted his knee. So well no the the, the plan would be but we'll we'll assess all what's best for Daniel. So um he still has to go through the final part of of his scan. Uh, beginning of next week hopefully so uh, but then, then there'll be a plan put, put in place for him Is Abui had the scan? Yeah yeah so we've had sort of results through from him so his is uh, SAL yeah uh, You're getting 
docked points all over the shop on, oh. on Beat the Pundit, by the way. So to, I just I don't mind naming and shaming the producer who wrote the questions and doesn't notice that Kilmarnock are on 21 points point. yeah. and not 18. So how you get that wrong, I don't know. So we'll deduct you one for that. So um, I only won 3 0. You still won 3 0. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. With regard to Danny Alzani, uh, I thought it was a real shame for him. He got 22 minutes on the park. Uh, he looked to me like the Australian Patrick Roberts. Uh, he made one magnificent chance for Kieran Tierney. Hang your head in shame, Kieran. What a sitter. Uh, so it's a real shame for him, as indeed it is for Ibui Kuasi, uh, who has enjoyed no luck whatsoever as a Celtic player. He's been blighted by illness and injury. So it's a real bad one for Celtic. You know, as, as Brendan Rogers said there, you know, to get two cruciate I was going injuries to say that in one you, week. Yeah, you, you get one every six months or one every year, but yeah. to have two in the one week is very, very unusual. Right, Celtic indeed. fans, let's hear from you your reaction to that injury news and also just your thoughts ahead of the game. Absolutely flying domestically at the moment. Goals galore. Uh, so do you foresee any issues against Hearts tomorrow? 0141 951 1025. Uh, like we say, you, you you can't really paint Celtic's recent domestic form in, in any other way. They've been no. devastating going forward, and, and uh, the 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 return of Charlie Christie. Eh, Charlie, it's his dad. <laughs> the return of uh, Charlie Christie's boy, who's known as Ryan. Uh, you know, he has been uh, magnificent over the last uh, two games against uh, Hearts and Dundee. And I would imagine is an automatic choice to start the game against Hearts yeah. tomorrow. He's he's not only. Uh, come in and shown that he has bulked up and uh, is a stronger player, but he's added goals to it good, as well. Good, good on him as well, Hugh, because he's been farmed out a couple of times, you know, to Aberdeen and whatnot. And he's he obviously wants to be at Celtic. That's yeah. the big club. No disrespect to Aberdeen, but he's got to try and prove himself at Celtic and, and to come in and do what he's done the last couple of weeks, especially. He, he's really looked apart. Doesn't look out of place. And his dad was a lovely man, Charlie. Just to be clear, so Charlie's yes. a father. Yes, right, Charlie played for Celtic as well. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones. Paul is a Celtic fan from Knightswood. Hi, Paul. Hi, guys. How you doing? Not bad, Paul. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, not much. I was just phoning up to uh, speak about Celtic and uh, ask what, you, what your thoughts were on them because I think they've been absolutely superb recently. Um, the midfield is looking amazing. The emergence of Ryan Christie, James Forrest is playing out his skin. Scott Sinclair starting to come on to a bit of form. And with Scott Brown being out of the team, Callum McGregor's moved back to the deeper role. He's looking great. And then Tom Rogic is absolutely running the show. Don't that boy's absolutely phenomenal. And I was just wondering if you could see really anybody stopping Celtic with the way they're playing. You, you know, Hugh, it's strange. Before, before you answer yeah. that, it's strange because... It's only four or five weeks ago when Celtic were going through a, a wee dodgy period, yeah. you know, and they were starting to get stiff. Even the fans were coming on this programme yeah. and complaining, we're not the same, we need new players, blah, blah, blah. You know, a team that's won two doubles, you know, yeah. and trebles. two trebles, you know, and, you know, and all of a sudden, and the manager said, he said, look, it's taken us a wee while to find our feet. Give us a few weeks and we'll get back. And, and that's exactly what Celtic have done. Yeah. And they're back again and, and everybody's on top. But it's amazing. That two or three games that they played with, it didn't go for them. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the fans were on their back. Now they're, they're fine again. Well, I mean, you know, Celtic will look back on the two points dropped at St Mirren some weeks ago as the, the, the most eccentric points they're likely to drop this season. You know, how could that happen? You look at St Mirren since then. Uh, losing to Kilmarnock 
mundane performance at Rugby Park But the last three games uh, You know for Paul and all the other Celtic supporters It must be heartening to see Celtic resembling The double treble winners Because some of the football has been terrific And the goals have been magnificent And Rogic, uh, his first goal uh, At Dens was a, a thing of beauty Christie has come in and enlivened the place And let's not forget The first half against Hearts was Instantly forgettable But Ryan Christie lifted everything in the second half uh, So That's why I think it's great for Celtic To have Hearts tomorrow in front of the, the 60,000 at Celtic Park Because you're encouraging the players To go out there and deliver A, a fourth successive win And score some more goals against a, a depleted Hearts side Guys can, can I ask you something mm-hmm. um, Obviously I'm a, a massive fan of Scott Brown Scott Brown's been a terrific captain Servant uh, leader uh, for Celtic, uh, he brings everybody around about him on, um, and and everybody looks up to him. But do you think it's a bit of a coincidence? Obviously, since Scott's been out of the team, uh, they've started to look more a threat going forward. They look more dangerous. They're creating more chances. Um, if you if you do, do, do you think it'll 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 be an automatic first pick again when he comes back into the team or? Do you think Brendan might look at this and maybe start resting him more games to let these other guys get a chance to play? No, I think he'd be an automatic. I think Brendan Rogers' regard for Scott Brown is sky high. I think he'd be an automatic first pick for the manager. Um, I keep on saying about Scott Brown, be careful what you wish for because when Scott Brown finally does go, he'll be a big miss for Celtic. Uh, and at the moment... Everything's great The goals are raining in uh, But There will be occasions When You better believe it Mm. That Scott Brown Will be absolutely necessary But but the manager Will be absolutely Delighted you Because you know When he got that injury He'd be saying to himself Yeah No we're needing our our leader You know he's a leader Of our men out there He's not going to be there How are we going to fare Uh You know but You say they've scored 15 goals so he can now say to himself, you're right. And, and you, make a, you make a fair point there, Paul. You know, there might be games where, where if he does look a wee bit tired, get him out because he yeah. knows he's got the players that can, can mm. come in and, and do a turn for him. Uh, if you 18 goals in the last four domestic games, a victory tomorrow moves Celtic to within a point of Hearts, Hearts yeah. having, having played a game more. There is probably an assumption amongst a lot of fans that the that, that, that Hearts bubble... Either has burst or, or is about to very soon Because not only have they got those dreadful injuries You then add Stephen Naismith yeah, to it yeah. um, You know, they lose quite heavily against Celtic last weekend w- Will they be stung by that? Will Craig Levine be out to prove a point again tomorrow? They've had such a torrid Wednesday night And all of the uh, attendant publicity that has followed uh, So they'll be happy to get a game of football tomorrow But they are without Stephen McLean Suspended yeah. Stephen N- Naismith Naismith's the big one you I think he's been outstanding for them And when you have neither Naismith Nor McLean They're pretty short I tell you what Don't look for Hearts To come and have a go no. At Celtic Park tomorrow anyway But when, when they're short Of their two main strikers mm. It's not going to happen I think against Rangers They came And they played 4-5-1 basically You know And just tried to contain Rangers But lost two crazy early goals and that's what killed them But they're a big strong side as well And I, and I think they'll go probably 4-5-1 again tomorrow Alec is a Celtic fan on the line Do you foresee any problems For Celtic continuing that impressive run tomorrow Alec? 
First of all, I think Celtic will dem- demolish Hearts tomorrow. How many, uh, how many are we talking Hearts, here? Hearts, Hearts, obviously Derek says there, Hearts will only come and have a go. Hearts were in the semi-final last weekend of the, of the League Cup and they had named tensions on it. They tried to nullify the game. So the more they're going to, after the more they're going to be sick of seeing Celtic. Obviously, the guards to the last boy talking about Scott Brown. Scott Brown's not just a Celtic player. Scott Brown's Celtic captain. He's up there now with the likes of Billy McNeil. So, whatever, whatever, you know, if it's a coincidence, as soon as Scott Brown's fit, Celtic are better, are a better team when Scott Brown's in it every day of the week. Now, it wasn't always like that for the boy because, you know, he'd issues and he'd injuries, blah, blah, blah. But under Brendan Rodgers' stewardship, the guy is a completely different Football player I don't uh, deny that he's he's Pretty much an essential Where Celtic are concerned And uh, he has had 10 terrific years at Celtic uh, And uh, as I said He will be an automatic pick When he's fully fit As to tomorrow's match Derek's right You know What's in it for Hearts To come and have a go at Celtic Not a lot uh, Craig Levine by inclination uh, Is a cautious man So I think it will be up to uh, Tom Rogic and uh, Forrest and McGregor and Christie uh, to to really what the socks off and fashion goals for Edward or whoever. Uh, but it's going to be a, a long afternoon. I'm not sure, Alec, about uh, destroying hearts or whichever word it was you used. Hugh, um, worth bearing in mind, Steve McLean does play tomorrow oh, does because one of those games is for the next League Cup. Ah, so one it's one immediate one and then one league cup. Um, Need Alec, to watch him at corners then. Alec, when you said you were confident, I think he was right. Destroying heart. How many are we talking? Well, I'm talking four or five. No, but well, no exaggeration here. When 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 things changed in the second half against Hearts and Sunday, that could have been five, six, or seven. No, Celtic's back in the swing. See, this is a Celtic when Brendan under Brendan Rodgers' first season. Last season, we were still iffy. We were up and down. You didn't know what was going to happen. But in the first season, we were blowing teams away. And what we're watching now, it's on par with that. We, I think that we'd, we're a weaker team because obviously we've not got Dembele in there. Obviously, we've got Edward. Lee Griffiths, you know, I don't know what's happening with the boy now but at this point in time all we've got up top is Edward but with Ryan Christie coming in the emergence uh, Scott Sinclair it's like two new signings well the good thing for Celtic tomorrow is that uh, they have a chance as if morale was not high enough they have a chance to boost morale still further ahead of the game against RB Leipzig on Thursday because that really is must win if Celtic don't win that they can forget the Europa League it, it won't matter uh, so they they have to turn in a performance and deliver a result against Hearts that sends them into that game in the, the best of fettle. St Mirren fans, we've not heard from you yet on tomorrow's lunchtime kickoff. Are you fearing the worst or optimistic you can get the result which may well kickstart your season? 0141 951 1025. We'll hear from Warren Kearney. 
Uh, before I do that though, Some important news to bring you Some of your football favourites From across the globe Will be back in Glasgow This January The SSE Hydro Is the venue for the second edition Of the Star Sixes I know you liked that In the television last year Hugh Oh yeah You had it on the TV You were constantly banging on about it um, it's Basically if you've not seen it before An, indi- an indoor Easy for me to say Six oh. aside football tournament Featuring various legends of the game Scotland have got a team in it England, Northern Ireland Republic of Ireland Wales There's a rest of the world team as well The likes of Robert Pires Hugh's friend Ah yes uh, Hugh Keevans is a specky tube Says Robert Pires uh, Those guys are all going to be there Even some guys that have played in Scotland Marco Negri George Alberts um, All taking part in some intense competition From the 4th to the 6th of January Now don't miss Clyde One Super Scoreboard Next week We're giving you the chance To win up to 6 VIP tickets Every single night We'll get the full time <laughs> teaser next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard um, You could say I'm easily amused Hugh Evans, oh, But yeah. I, I have been amused all week at r- recollections of you going about that full time teaser on yes. Monday, you hear this one, Derek? <laughs> no. So it was teams with body parts in, in their name. So understandable, you know, hearts is the obvious one. Yes, yes. I mean, you don't need me to explain it. And Hugh says hearts straight away, and I said, "Yep, that's right." And he said, "Because I mean, because it's got the word ear in it." <laughs> well, it has. <laughs> well, that's good thinking. As Just well, ignoring yes, the yes, yes. a rather important the part of the body. I still think I should get two points. For no that. chance. Let's see how you get on with tonight's question. Um, you can play along on Twitter at Clyde SSB We've definitely had similar ones to this before So it'll be interesting to see what you can come up with And in fact, uh, does Derek Johnson have a newspaper or anything in front of him over there? Can you remove it if he does? I don't think so, that's fine Okay, because one of these ones but it can help uh, Eight professional teams in Britain Whose name begin and end with the same letter York City No longer in the Professional leagues Dundee United Yes I'll take one guess from you Hugh And then we'll move on You've only got eight to get so Celtic Yeah Pretty obvious one Right we've got two then Celtic and Dundee United so far Looking for eight professional teams in Britain Whose name begins and ends with the same letter When I say professionally I mean the the, the top leagues If you like York are now What is it National League Or whatever you call it Okay Uh, Right Uh, St Mirren fans Still looking to hear from you Can you get that Elusive three points tomorrow Even a point might be enough to kickstart things I know it didn't happen against Celtic Or are you fearing the worst when Rangers come to town After recent performances 01419511025 Get in touch, let us know what you think uh, Charlie's a Celtic fan from Greenock Hi Charlie, what's on your Hi, mind how tonight? How you doing fan, all right? Yeah, all good Who well? Uh, listen, I need to close your window It's Sky Fox night It's like uh, <laughs> Beirut It's like Beirut <laughs> No, it's not yet to be fair But maybe they're just starting early well, in Greenock, Charlie a normal, normal Friday, Friday night in Greenock. <laughs> a normal Friday night in Greenock. Uh, there you go. So, um, I, I, I had a few points about earlier on tonight, but we've moved on from that, and uh, we were kind of talking about Celtic earlier on. Mm-hmm. Hugh made a statement. Uh, I think Hugh said that uh, Scott Brown would be an automatic choice and he would be straight back into the Celtic side. Uh, I, I disagree with that. I, dis- I strongly disagree with that. I think uh, Celtic, uh, Scott Brown is a legend. Uh, He's well loved by Celtic fans and he'll go on to do a great job for uh, the club. But if, if you were to swap Scott Brown for, say, Ryan Christie or um, Callum McGregor, right away you're adding anywhere between 10 and 20 goals to the team over the season and that's a major impact. 
So I think the seriousness of that impact, I think, uh, and the way the team's been playing, I don't think uh, Scott Brown is an, uh, an automatic uh, pick. I think um, I think Scott Brown will go and do great things for Celtic in terms of uh, the team, in terms of the squad. Because you need to ask yourself, what makes a great team? Well, what makes a great team isn't the league they play in. The league they play in is just a measure of how good they are against the other teams. What makes a great team is the squad that they train with day in and day out. And I believe Celtic is the strongest squad for years now. And that is why they'll get through this difficult period, especially for now to Christmas. Uh, a lot of games. They'll get through that. They're such a strong squad. Scott Brown will go on to do uh, his job in training the squad and passing on his experience. I think he's a great player for Celtic. He's a legend. He's done tremendous. However, there comes a time in everybody's life when uh, it's, it's over. You know, there comes a time for every player. How has this happened to you? How have we retired Scott Brown already? Yeah, that, that time is not yet here for Scott Brown. And... Yeah. I disagree here. Well, you know, we'll find out when he's back fully fit. But Brendan Rodgers is the the sort of man who, when he took the Celtic job, he thought, right, get me the captain down here. And Scott Brown went to London to visit Brendan Rodgers, and a relationship began, which has sustained Celtic through the winning of six consecutive domestic trophies. And when Scott Brown is fully fit, he will resume the role as Celtic's captain and negotiate what the club. And the supporters mm. hope will be a treble, treble. But he's coming back. What's changed, Charlie? Because I mean, I get, I get, I get the argument about you know Christine McGregor playing well when they've come in. But it was only me when Scott Brown had a clean sweep of the Player of the Year award. So he himself doesn't look much different from then, does he? Um, I think it was. It's only natural for every team to have a bit of troughs, and it was only natural that Celtic were eventually going to come across after two full, full seasons. After two full seasons. They had a wee dip. Uh, I, I was not uh, flustered. I believe that Celtic would uh, come back strong again. They had won six trophies in a row. I don't believe they were they had caved in by any manner of means. I, it was a natural human rhythm dip that the, the club and the team went through and come back strong. Yeah, and I believe they were playing strong. I was Scott Brown and the team as well. Um, but it, over the last three games, they've scored a lot of goals. Um, and I believe, I do believe, at the end of the day, football is about statistics, it's about goals, it's about putting the ball in the back of your net. And if you're adding Ken, scored 100 goals uh, some in the region of circa 100 goals last year, if you're putting an 10 goals onto that team, you're increasing your, your, your uh, ability by 10%, and that's a massive increase. Well, all we can do is invite you back onto the show when Scott Brown is fully fit and starts the first game back. Yeah. All right, thank you to Charlie and Greenoco one four one nine five one one zero two five. I'm just looking at Twitter for this teaser, and do you know what? I'm going to be really unfair on Hugh Moan because oh. he regularly contributes to the teaser and very, very good Hugh. So yeah, great yeah. knowledge. Um, but he's come on and had a pop. He says, "Oh, come on, this teaser is ancient," and then he's given me one of the answers, and it's wrong. So come on, Hugh. I bet you one of the answers is Spurs. No, he's gone for he's, he's gone for East Stirlingshire. Where does that fall down, Hugh? What did I say? They have to be in the top leagues. They have to be in the SPFL. He's Stirlingshire or not, Hugh Moan. Come on. The teaser may be ancient, maybe it's so old that, that one has right. slipped your mind. 
Can give you one? One more. Guess. Liverpool. Yes, one more from you, Hugh. No, thank you. Right, okay, we'll get back to that. You've only got eight to get, and you've got three already, so it's a good start. Celtic, Dundee United, um, and Liverpool. Uh, Derek was quite excited about this. He's sort of pacing around the studio. Oh, he's, which, he's got which another I, one. I wish got he another one. No, it's for you, Hugh. All right, we'll do it later. You, Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's speak to John in Paisley. Looking ahead to St Mirren against Rangers tomorrow. Your thoughts and predictions, John? My thoughts and predictions. Well, if the Rangers don't move the ball quick enough and fast enough and play the way they would, would not mean we'll struggle again. But I don't think there's anybody coming out to play against us anymore. I don't think I've I've been there the last four games and I've watched it. And it's no it's no for the fact that we're not got a hundred percent of the ball. We've got that much of the ball, but it's, people are just sitting in now and we're struggling to break them down. But if you go to look at Steven Gerrard. He's only five, six months into a managership, right? People can sit there and see where bubbles burst. See if I was getting beat last year, the same record as that Pedro, whatever you want to call him, can't even pronounce his second name. Cassini. That doesn't, 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 Thank me for that. Yeah, I think we had see against Aberdeen. Aberdeen last Sunday it was a game of one team were playing for penalties and beat us one nothing. John, who's, who who said that the bubble had burst? Well, see a week, see a week you on the radio all week. See the introducing at your super scoreboard as some guy was on the radio last week and they liked to boast if they wanted people to come on. This guy was on last week saying their bubbles burst. Well, that's so, that, that's, just... Clyde, that's your no, that's your program that's promoting as if this guy who's on the phone saying that Rangers bubbles burst. They're promoting this. I don't think we're and... promoting it, John. You're allowed to have an opinion that differs yeah. from yours. But, but, but you're right, John. Right. I mean, it's not the case. I mean, Rangers have str- the Rangers have struggled. I think putting the ball in the back of the net. I think you're right. At times, they they do too much at the back. There's be five or six passes across the back before it comes forward. But the reason that they do that, John, is you've just mentioned it yourself. Teams are getting everybody back behind the ball and there's not really any space to put the ball into. They've got to wait until somebody gets a bit of space, then it comes forward. But, you know, they are creating chances, as they did in midweek, but they're just not talking them away. Early on in the season, they were going in the back of the net. They're now struggling to do that. They'll have to get that back tomorrow. John, I understand that Rangers were booed off the park after they come on that game. Did we promote that as well? Oh, Hugh, Hugh you're, just playing, you're just playing the politics game now. I mean, you're just playing... Hey, Hugh, you're doing your usual, Hugh. All I'm saying is, right, you're talking about your programme, but people are saying we're bubbles burst. Hugh, back me in what I'm saying. Yes or no, is Rangers a far better team than what they were last year? Well, that wouldn't yes be hard. No. That wouldn't be hard. The answer's so, yes. Yes. So, but a lot of people comparing Pedro's record and what Gerard's record in the league is, right? Am I correct? You're correct, yes. So, but are you telling have have Rangers improved Dramatically under Stephen Gerrard And that's why I asked you Who said that the bubbles well, burst? Well we, we answered that It was a caller previously yeah, well, so, I think we're going around in circles I here. know but the, to say that we promoted it I mean it, it's it's a lack of knowledge Of what this business is all about Will St Mirren follow the, the blueprint From the Celtic game When I mean it's, it's the only 
Well, the Slight sign of success Oren Kearney's had Hugh But he managed to limit Celtic And get a point Will it be about trying to perform In the same style? I think the worry for the St Mirren fans Is that Oren Kearney has said He will not park any buses He admits to parking the bus against Celtic But he says he won't do it this time Well I think that will be his undoing And I think St Mirren uh, You know One point from a last possible 21 Two goals and ten and a half hours of football mm. If they don't park the bus then they're going to get run over by one well, Let's hear from Warren Kearney, shall we? I think the key thing is the fact that It's good that it's come around so quickly You know, People say, well, you get short recovery But I think our home form has been good Performances have been good Wednesday night was disappointing to an extent But with that, we get a real chance to put that right very, very quickly And it's so important that we grab it with two hands I think the key thing for us is that that, that, we, that we're offensive And I think, I think it's so important that we don't get camped in and get stuck in I think it's so important that, yes, we want to keep the back end of the pitch shot but in the same stretch I think it's important that we can get up the pitch and get our fans something to shout about and um, and give us a chance of, of, of scoring a goal and getting something to hold on to Interesting pre-match preparation Hugh to have Oren Kearney do his uh, press conference in the toilet of a nightclub <laughs> as well that was a, that's an interesting take it certainly sounded he, like he, it He remains upbeat I'll give him his view he remains upbeat no matter that it's one defeat after another for his team uh, so I'm sure he'll give it his best shot tomorrow But I I, I cannot make out uh, A case for St Mirren they, they just seem to be Stuck in a rut Oh no Hugh Moan's back on I said top divisions I didn't mean like the top flight Right this is my fault I'll just, re- I'll just read the question top again divisions. And I won't add anything Eight professional teams in Britain And by that we mean So the teams in the SPFL All uh-huh. four tiers yes. And the similar uh, equivalent if you like Sorry From England Well hopefully that clears it up You've got Celtic Dundee United And Liverpool can Aston give, Villa Yep Can I give you You can give me one more Aloha Athletic I'm afraid So uh, no Well okay he's five Yes well done Alright you've only got a couple left I've got good faith in you That you're going to manage this one tonight It's not like you You two <laughs> to be fair um, I do think you will manage this one uh, Right John is in Thornley Bank What's your point tonight John? Hey then guys alright Yes yeah, all John. Good. Hi then. I'm actually in sunny air tonight, oh. uh, so it's a bit cold down here, guys. But uh, just a, just a point uh, about air driving through air, guys. Uh, how well are air that United doing this season? Very well, well it's great. Yeah, I mean, Ian McCall. And right next to their neighbours, Kilmarnock, who's another one. Oh. <laughs> well done, son. Just when you said air, <laughs> they, they, they suffered one defeat air, and you you always think, ah. Has the air bubble lost? <laughs> need to be careful, but they've stormed back since yeah. then. Uh, I'm fed up giving Ian McCall all, all the credit in the world, but he deserves all the credit in the world. Yeah, uh, he, magnificent job. He won promotion to the championship this season. Could he pull off back-to-back promotions? I, I wish him well. Doesn't have help when you've got a, a Lawrence Shankland. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic But Stephen Presley's doing the business as well To be fair Dundee United were really really toiling All of a sudden Mm. They look a decent side now What about your own side John? Guys No actually I'm a Celtic fan So Mm -hmm. my point was really about James Forrest The girlfriend She stays down in air So they're all massive Air United fans So they're uh, They're flying high just now Uh, But My main point is about James Forrest uh, the press week boy And how well he's doing for Celtic Do you work for the um, Ayrshire Tourism Board John? <laughs> <laughs> no I, I just think James Forrest is doing Terrific this year And I'm just wondering What you guys think Of him potentially being Celtic's player this, You know Player of the season Player of the year And You, you know 
I'll tell, tell you what, John, his young, young, his young brother's doing well at Air United <laughs> as well, Alan Forrest. Yeah. Right, what, what, Can't what, see the wood for the trees. I, I, get back to James, <laughs> because we are running out of time. Well, It's the earliest player of the year shout we've ever had, 2nd of November, but... How do you <laughs> forecast that? I mean, Odson Edward might score 25 goals between now and the end of the season. You can uh, at least be impressed with the start, though, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there are so, Tom Rogic is the, the, the Celtic supporters' darling. Uh Ryan Christie coming in Who knows where he can go from here So it's way too early to say He's the player of the year Way too early I'd like to be fair John Style As a man who's got his priorities right Hugh Because he comes on And he knows he's down there He's seen the girlfriend I better mention her team first Yes Or I'll be in trouble <laughs> yes. John knows Right 01419511025 Still time for you to get in touch And there are one to Three more answers on the teaser Hopefully coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. They've got a little bit of work to do still on the teaser. Only two answers we're still looking for sent in by Kieran Ferry tonight. Remember, if you've got a question and you want to try and get it used on the show, please send it into fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's fulltime. At Clyde1.com We're looking for the eight professional teams in Britain um, Whose name begins and ends with the same letter I'm, I'm looking at Derek Johnson's approach He appears to be trying to I write think... down every single team in Britain oh. Which is quite... I'll give you one You've already said Kilmarnock, yeah Northampton Town Oh, brilliant We've only got one to get So let's... I've you've, gone through every league You've got about... Between five and ten minutes left to get it So I'm confident Even you two can come up with this answer Hugh, looking ahead to tomorrow's fixtures What else should we be looking out for? We're on air of course At midday Good old six hour Saturday It's been a while since we were here that long on a Saturday What else should we be looking out for? Apart from the obvious Well I don't think somebody can get anything Out of the Rangers game Uh, Can Dundee get anything? Because their performance against Celtic Celtic as I said the highlight of the week, if we confine ourselves to football, was Celtic's first half performance at Dens Park. But Dundee at the same time looked abject. And I know that's a word that we've applied to more than one side this season, but they looked truly very bad. And Jim McIntyre's really work cut out there. They need to start getting points very, very soon or else a major depression is going to settle Upon that club Well let's hear from Stephen Robinson then It's obviously Motherwell at home against Dundee tomorrow yeah. Dundee are burning the league and they've lost the last few games But I think they've got a lot of talented players in their squad um, You know, I think it's going to be a real, real difficult game We need to worry about us We need to produce the same level of performance And play with the same you know, confidence and freedom That perhaps we haven't done at Fir Park so far You know, there, there seems to be a wee bit of added pressure at home So, you know, I think when fans see how they played the other night The application's always there with, with our players Always there um, Just that confidence to take an extra touch and, and make that extra pass And I think that came to fruition the other night And we need to continue that Otherwise, you know, it's it's a waste of time The, the result, we need to build on that and look forward That felt like a big win for Motherwell at St yeah. Mirren on Wednesday night But at the same time Where's that other football cliche You know you're only as good as your last game Or whatever It doesn't count for much If, if they go and lose at home you to know, Dundee tomorrow They get a bit of good fortune With the first goal um, Which is not one that Craig Sampson Would like to see too often uh, Chris Cadden uh, Back to form uh, I just think that they have too much about them For Dundee Who are really really struggling Mm. What about um, 
Derek, the, the Stephen Robinson talking about the home form because that can bring its own pressures when yeah. you're not doing so well. He'll look back at losing at home to St Johnston, losing at home to Hamilton, um, you know, drawing at home to Livingston. So one point out of those three games, as, as good as it was to get the win against St Mirren, that side of it still has to be put right, doesn't it? But I do think they've, they've got it in their locker to be a good side. I mean, I, I watched the, the, the game again against Rangers in the second half. I thought they were absolutely outstanding. You know, Rangers were on a high, they'd, they'd taken the lead. You know, after Motherwell had scored first, you know, and they came back and then they went right to the very end and they got a 92nd minute equaliser. You know, and they looked a very, very good side. Now, I don't know if they've had massive injuries since then or whatever gone, but when everybody's fit and they're playing well, they're as good as anything that's in that league. So they've just got to try and get back to that again, get everybody back fit and, and just going out and winning games. And then Hugh Aberdeen. Only a week ago You would say Last Friday night on the show You would be talking about Aberdeen having No momentum Started the season Poorly Would probably have been a fair word But all of a sudden You get yourself into A Betfred Cup final You then deal with Hamilton With relative ease at home And, and things start to take on A very different complexion Again I go back to the James Wilson goal Midweek uh, that must give him tremendous heart. Uh, he was poor. He, I, I was really disappointed with him. I mean, he yeah. was watching, watching him, you know, down south. Even when he was on loan, he just looked a real quality player. Did absolutely nothing yeah. last Sunday. Well, I, I mean, I did slaughter him uh, because his performance was a joke, quite frankly, uh, for a, a game of that stature. What uh, a strike that was the other night, yeah. Though, eh? But so there. Is a, a reminder of what he is capable of So I'm sure Derek McInnes Must feel much lighter As he goes about his business this week Because the win over Rangers And the win in midweek uh, What you know, a difference Aberdeen a could, yeah, for them They kick on from here I mean remember they're, they're Eighth in the league I mean it's Foreign, yeah. foreign territory for Derek McInnes Since he got to Pataudry I mean Livingston are, are still At this moment in time Hugh One of the success stories of the season They're still levelling points You know with the likes of, of Hibs and Rangers A new challenge for them though In the sense that They've, they've not even had to come back From, from any adversity no. really this season Because they've been so good But so the defeat that, that, the other that, night Now time to react Well done to St Johnston They've gone there yep. You know and, 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 and they've beaten them But I think it would be a very very open game you know, because it is St. Johnson When they play the bigger side You know, they, they tend to play the long ball a bit more They get people back behind the ball The usual But Against St. Johnson The way they were playing They probably felt Listen, we can maybe open up here And get a result against St. Johnson But St. Johnson on their day Like everybody else Are a good side I should give this due consideration And then come up with Huey's Aka tomorrow Oh, oh you're keeping us in suspense It's oh, going to yes. be tomorrow Tomorrow, yes you are. <sighs> Sleepless nights all round As everyone's desperate <laughs> to figure out What's on Huey's I'll Aka give, I'll, I'll give you time to get to the bookie um, Please gamble responsibly um, Tomorrow as well If you're talking about Our local teams If you like Hugh Keevans, um It's not quite a derby But Partick Thistle and Morton meeting oh, yeah. Listen It is for Gary Caldwell um, Because He's had two man, uh, matches As Partick Thistle manager He's lost both now, he was the one who said on the day that he took the job that he had to win matches immediately. So he's had two shots at it and failed. Uh, it's a big test of Partick Thistle tomorrow because uh, Jonathan Johansson has uh, recovered from uh, a bit of a mauling and uh, Morton came back with a good midweek win against Queen of the South. Yeah. So, win. you know, it's a big one for Gary Caldwell tomorrow. Even yeah, for the Highland Derby as well. They'll be expected to be up there You know when you're talking about getting promotion So it's a big big game up there as well Yeah and, and then of course the So much 
pessimism Hugh around Falkirk at the moment And you can understand why uh, They're at home to one of the informed sides in the league And back to what Stephen Robinson was saying about When you're, when things aren't going so well You get its own pressures when it's at home Because your own crowd are there And perhaps can get on top of you And I'm sure Ian McCall And he knows the place well Yeah, He'll be looking to use guys like Lauren Shankland And pile a bit more misery on there He had a strong affection for Falkirk uh, Ian McCall But he knows what's going on with his side They are back on top of the division They are playing well They have the goal machine in the team And Falkirk have been nailed to the foot of that table For a long time hmm. So it would be a very absorbing contest But I, I do fancy Air United but, but, Sorry. But, but again Hugh Again when you look at it Falkirk are looking for that game That could maybe turn their season And Air United being top of the league you know, it, it, it's a chance for them. You know, if, if they beat them to get back on the rails again. So I think that's what the manager's got to put into these Falkirk players' heads. And Hugh, I suppose as we could just bring it full circle. We kicked off the show by talking about Neil Lennon. Let's finish by talking about Neil Lennon in a purely footballing sense. He's yeah. back in the dugout tomorrow. Um, we'd like to think the 90 minutes can pass incident free, and he focuses on the game Hibs against St Johnson. I'm quite certain it will pass off incident free, but you know, Neil. I'm sure we'll have some words with Tommy Wright His uh, Northern Ireland compatriot uh, And that will be good for them Just to, to talk and reflect uh, And he'll go and he'll get a great reception From the Hib supporters That's, exa- that's exactly what will happen tomorrow yeah. the, the fans don't want Neil Lennon to go He's no. been sensational for them So I think you'll get a standing ovation When he comes out at the start of that game But the Hib supporters must also take their share of the blame For what's happened this week Because to punch a professional football player During a match Is Hitting the bottom of the barrel mm. So You know By all means Cheer Neil Lennon to the rafters But remember that One of your supporters Dragged the club's name Through the gutter And They Hibs Will put up a great performance And I hope St George can do the same And all we can talk mm. about Thereafter Is the football match And he's had four cracks At it Neil Lennon He's never beaten St Johnson Yeah uh, as, Hib- as Hibs manager Did you know that? Mm. Weird one that uh, But he's got a very talented side uh, They didn't show it uh, To the full Against Hearts At Tynecastle uh, But I'm sure he'll be Very glad to get back To Easter Road tomorrow And feel the support that he gets from the, the whole club Full time at Clyde1.com That's the email address you need to send us in Your questions for the full time teaser We'd love to have them So tonight's is sent in by Kieran uh, Eight professional teams in Britain Whose name begin and end with the same letter Teams like Celtic, East Fife Dundee United, Kilmarnock, Liverpool, Aston Villa And then Derek come up with a good one Northampton Town Which means you've only got one to get Oh, I was sort of hoping you would say it there, I must admit. Oh. No. Are they English or Scottish? They're English, yeah. I knew either this or Northampton Town would be the one that you would yeah. struggle with. Uh, Brighton and Hove Albion. Sorry? Being English. Hey? What? Oh, Brighton. that's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. DL's in the studio tonight. That was a Mark Wilson answer, that one, right? Okay. Oh. It'll be something like that No doubt It won't be something like that It'll be something that no, begins and ends name. With the same letter yeah. No it's not It's two words Two words London based Crystal Palace FC <laughs> No Right letter though To begin with uh, 
Charlton Athletic Yes there we go yeah, He's recovered man. from that Horrendous Brighton shout Charlton. And he's got Charlton Athletic Brighton and Hove Albion uh, Thank you to Hugh Keevans And Derek Johnson Bobby's For joining Lamadal, the me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're back tomorrow A six hour special Should be a cracking day Of football action We're here at 12 o'clock But stay where you are You can get your weekend Properly started In the company of GBX Fridays Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.